if it's something you want to do, you'll make the time for it. Whether we're moms, whether we're working full time, whether we're just stay at home moms, like that's a full time job in itself. But if you really, really want to do it, if you really want to write that book, you really want that story told, you will find the time. If it's getting up an hour earlier, if it's staying up an hour later, whatever it is, or making a new schedule with your family at home. It's just communication, letting everybody know, including your friends, the people closest to you, that this is what you want to do. And that's why you have to say no to certain things or that's why you need their help. That helps too. Hey, my name is Kelly Heil and I'm here to show you that it's totally possible to do what you love while raising the ones you love. It took me far too long to figure out how to balance my new role of mom while overcoming mom guilt and still living my best creative life. Motherhood does not mean we have to throw who we used to be aside and stop making art or writing books. That's why I created this podcast. I want to inspire you to live intentionally. Whether you're a mom who gets up at 5 a.m. or a night owl who has another cup of coffee at midnight, we can do this. And I'm spotlighting women who are doing this. Grab a coffee, grab a notebook, get ready to change your life. This is the Moms Who Create podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Moms Who Create podcast. Today, I'm talking to the multi-talented Monique Maldonado. Monique is a CEO at Maldina Publishing and the author of the book, The Looking List. She's also been the marketing director at Latin Rhythms Academy of Dance and Performance for seven years. Her passion for writing and journaling at a young age led her to pursue a bachelor's degree in broadcast journalism at Columbia College, Chicago. She then decided to continue her studies in the arts and attended DePaul University and earned her master's in new media studies. The writing of a children's book developed from the idea of sharing some of her life's obsessions, like planning and organizing, and teaching valuable life skills to children. If there is one thing that she has learned since becoming a mother herself, teaching children the way of the world is hard. Her mission is to create fun and colorful stories that parents can utilize as a fun parenting hack. Monique is the wife of a rock star artist and the mother of two children, but she has also been a blogger, law school academic counselor, professional competitive Latin dancer and instructor, and a beauty pageant winner. When Monique isn't marketing or writing, you can find her crafting at a book club, running board meetings, watching movies, or planning her next party theme. She literally does it all. Enjoy today's episode. Monique, thank you for joining me today on the podcast. Super excited to talk to you. You have started your own publishing company and you're an author and you've done so many things. So I'm so excited to hear about everything. So thank you for joining me today. No, thanks for having me, Kelly. This is great. I'm excited. Well, let's start out by just introducing yourself. So tell everybody who you are. Sure. My name is Monique Maldonado. I am a new author and CEO at Maldina Publishing, which is our own publishing company. Uh, my family and I decided to start our own publishing house or company, however you want to look at it, um, uh, all because I wrote a book and we wanted to self-publish. Um, I am a mom. I have an eight-year-old daughter named Gianna, married to my husband, Jaime, for 10 years. We had our 10-year anniversary last year. Aww, so it'll be 11 years this year together, like, I don't know, 16 years. I have a stepson who is 20. He'll be 21 this year. 
And my full-time gig is I'm a marketing director for a Latin dance company that I used to teach dance for many moons ago when I was dancing. I say I retired as a dancer. Um, now oh, I do amazing. all of their marketing. And so I do a lot of it from home, which is awesome and beneficial for me and my family. So yeah, that's what I, that's a little bit about me. Oh. And I'm an only child. I don't know if that says anything, but <laughs> you know, it does. See, I was <laughs> yeah. the youngest. So I'm okay. like, you got all the new stuff. I got the uh-huh. hand-me-downs. <laughs> I want to hear about your kind of your story of how you became a writer and what inspired you to write your book and then start your own publishing house, publishing company. Yeah. It's all so interesting and I'm, I'm excited to hear about it. So kind of just tell us your story about everything. Okay. Um, so I've always loved writing. Ever since I was little, I was obsessed with stationery and writing letters. I used to get like little stationery kits from, I think at the time I used to get them all from like the Hallmark store. They used to come in like, it would always be like a notepad with matching envelopes and a pencil or stickers, you know, things like that. So I've always been obsessed with that. I'm a huge like planner fanatic. I even went through a stage where I used to like decorate my planners and go all out. So I've always loved writing writing and like anything that would kind of clear my mind, keep my mind organized in Mm -hmm. a way. I'm kind of obsessed with that. And I'm obsessed with like the power of productivity and all of that (laughs) being organized, you know, trying to organize my home. So I've always been into that ever since I was young. I had a pen pal. I used to write letters to my cousin in Puerto Rico I would at one point like write letters to my aunt. Um, So I just always had a little obsession with writing. I got really big into journaling uh, during the pandemic again, because there was a long period there where I kind of just stopped writing. I wasn't really into it, you know, mom life and just living life and juggling everything. And uh, during the pandemic, I got really back into doing morning pages every morning where I just sit down and write three pages every day just to clear my mind at the start of the day. And I kind of started noticing that that was like really opening up my mind again and getting me into my creative space. And so I actually wrote my story during the pandemic in May of 2020. Uh, One night I was just kind of in my head, like I think we all were at that time. Mm -hmm. And I finally came to the conclusion that what I wanted to do with my writing and kind of like my obsessions of planning and list making and all of that, I wanted to combine them and make a story. And I wanted my daughter to be the main character. And that's what I did. I I wanted to teach children about list making and how it can help you in your life. But I wanted it to be fun and cute and so I just wrote it in my phone. Like I literally just wrote it down and Love that. Love I was that. like, whatever happens with it happens. And so I think a day or two later, I brought it up to my husband and I was like, Hey, I kind of wrote a story the other night. And when I couldn't sleep and I read it to him and I know he's someone who's definitely going to give me his very honest opinion. <laughs> and so <laughs> he was like, I love it. That's, that's really good. That's cool. And I was like, you do. And so I was like, oh, maybe I do have something here. And luckily enough, he is an artist. He's a designer. He's done graphic design for many years. He paints, he draws, he sketches, he does everything. 
And so I was asking him if he would be interested in illustrating it for me and we would do it together. And he was totally for it, of course. And then, you know, the pandemic continued and there were more things happening and all of this stuff just kind of going crazy. And he really wasn't in the artistic mindset that artists need to be in to Mm -hmm. create something. You know what I mean? So I totally understood that. So it took us a while to kind of get there again. Mm -hmm. And it took a total of, I'd say from the day I wrote it until we actually had it in our hands of like two and a half years. process. So that's kind of the journey of what got me to writing the looking list. (laughs) That's amazing. This is the first time I think I've heard someone say that their husband illustrated their Mm. book. How cool that you could go to your husband and be like, Hey, I wrote this. Like, I think I want this in a book. And you want to illustrate it? Yeah. Like, let's do this. You guys make this like superstar creative couple just by doing that. That's amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. And I actually, the idea did come to me. My real inspiration behind it all too was, of course, my daughter. Mm -hmm. When I became a mom, the idea came one one day just home doing things. And I thought to myself, like, hey, I could write a children's book. Because I've always loved children's books. Like, I'd even buy them when I didn't have children. And I thought that. I probably wouldn't have children for a long time. Like I wasn't super interested in having kids in the beginning. Like I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I'm just going to live my life and uh, do what I want to do. You know, you have that attitude and then things change real quick when you get married. So (laughs) Um, I did have that idea. Once I had her, I was like, God, I could totally do this. And Heine is an artist. Like that's something we can do. But it was one of those things that just pops into your mind one day and you think it and you're like, yeah, that'll be cool. And you just, push it to the side Mm -hmm. and so I think it was just always looming back there and thankfully I will say that's one of the positive things that came out of the pandemic for me and our family was that I had that time to actually sit there and I think the journaling really helped me because it just started bringing up all these things that were probably sitting in my subconscious that I wouldn't have tapped into otherwise if I would have kept on with my busy normal life right so Mm -hmm. a blessing out of the craziness of the pandemic, I would say. When did you decide, hey, I want to start my own kind of publishing house? Was it before you published your own book and you wanted to have like your imprint and everything? Or was it afterwards? And you're like, hey, this is something we could do. Tell me kind of how that evolved. I did a lot of research. I probably did research for like a year before I even sent the story to like the first editor that I sent it to, because I just wanted to understand the process, right? Like, Mm-hmm. never written a book before never had a book published I just always knew the concept of you know big traditional publishers like Penguin House and Random House like that's all I knew so I started looking into how do I get published by a company and then through that I learned that there was a self-publishing option mm-hmm. and so I started following other people who have self-published children's books like on Instagram and uh, YouTube and just watching their stories when they would share, you know, how they did it or what they did. And the more research that I found about self-publishing, I just felt like that's totally something we could do. And I mostly wanted to go that route because I really wanted it to be a family project and I wanted my husband to be the illustrator. And if I were to submit my my story to a traditional publisher and let's say, you know, my one out of a million chance I did get picked up, you likely have to go with the illustrators that they provide. You don't really have a lot of control over that. And so 
I was just adamant about it being he and I doing this together and having our daughter in it. And I was just like, my mind wouldn't leave that. So I was like, this is the route we have to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I spoke to him about it and I would share with him, you know, whatever research I would find. And he's much better on the like math and numbers and finance part. So I was like, you'll be the CFO. You figure that portion out. I'll do all the other creative and behind the scenes and web and marketing stuff. So I was like, Oh, we can handle this. You know, we can do this. So that's really what pushed it. I just wanted it to be, I wanted to have control over that. Mm-hmm. And then as we started going through the process and we learned what we needed to do, you know, we picked a business name, we filed the LLC, we did all those things. And then the more we talked about it, I just felt that like, eventually, I really, really want us to be able to publish other people's books too. I don't want it just to be us or, or mine. Um, of course, I want to publish more books and write more stories, but I'd really love to help other people too, who have always said they wanted to write a story just like me, or they have always wanted to write a book and they don't know how, or they don't, some of us just don't have the energy or the time or the knowledge to do all the things that go behind it. And so I feel like once we're at a stage where we feel like we really have this process figured out, I, we totally want to help other people publish their stories too. So those were the two main reasons why we decided to self-publish and create our own company. And then forming that LLC is a huge step, no matter which way you go with it. That means, okay, I'm serious. I'm actually doing it. Absolutely. And that's a lot of what I would see in research too, was a lot of people would mention that. Like the minute you do that, that also gives you a lot of validity. Mm-hmm. It shows that you're serious. It shows that you're not just, you know, messing around or, yeah. you know, I'm just oh, right. I'm going to write this story and, And I think that everything we do, even, you know, with my husband and I, we try really hard. We're so much about like quality over quantity. Like we Mm -hmm. always want to make sure we're producing as best as we can. Um, And so that was a huge part of that too. It's so cool that you did dancing too. Just looking at my Oh yeah, that was like my, I did that from the time I was eight until I think the last like performance I really did was in twenty or not even in yeah, 2007, I think was the last time like I performed. And wow. then um, I had a friend who passed and he was, a, he was part of our dance uh, community. And so we did like a memorial for him and we brought back like old routines and I got oh, to perform wow. again. And I hadn't performed in 17, it was like 17 years or something or 14, wow. I don't know, something wild. And I was like, this is insane. Like, I can't believe it's been this long. And now my daughter's performing with, we started a kid's company at the studio where I work and um, now she's performing. So it's just like full circle for me because she's a dancer too. Like we, my husband and I both had dance backgrounds. And so I was like, if she doesn't dance, there's something wrong with the jeans. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like (laughs) when when we knew we were having a kid, we're like, this kid's going to dance. If they don't, something's wrong. I mean, dancing and flipping all the time everywhere. So so it's yeah. like you're looking at a little version of yourself starting oh, their dance totally. career. Totally. Aww. Like everyone's like, that's mini Monique again performing. And I'm like, it kind of is. Yeah. But she's like, she's eight. She'll be nine next week. And at eight, that was like my first dance time I ever joined a dance company. And I was still very shy then. And like I danced, but I wasn't like expressive yet. And, you know, I was just doing the routine. This girl's like, totally. I'm like, she is. 10 levels ahead of where I was at that age. I'm like, she's going to, 
Yeah, she's oh. just, she surprises us all the time. We're like, we're always nervous before she performs and we give her these little talks and she's like, yeah, 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 I got it, got it, got it. And we're like, yeah, but I don't know. And then she goes up there and we're like, we wasted our breath. <laughs> like she's... <laughs> Oh, yeah, how amazing. fun! So That's very, neat. we're all very artsy over here. Yeah, artsy, artsy family. <laughs> yeah, from I mean, yeah, like literally every aspect of it. You guys are like, yeah, oh, yeah we can do that. We got that. Mm-hmm. And my stepson's into music. He produces his own music. He, so we're all just, it's it's wild. It's it it's incredible. Sometimes, yeah. What mm-hmm. a, a brilliant family you have. Thank you. No, it's a lot of fun over here. <laughs> I bet. I bet there's always something like fun going on uh-huh. and happening. Oh, Monique, yeah, that's so neat. Sure. So, talking about family, yeah. Whenever you started doing all this, um, and your daughter's eight, almost nine now, mm-hmm. but uh, she's still, you know, a child. And you still have your mom yeah. duties to do. Mm-hmm. So, tell me the balance of it all, especially because your husband is actually, you know, illustrated the book. Um, mm-hmm. So you kind of both were working on your things while you're also, you do marketing, you said, right? Yes. Which had to come and he in. he has a separate book, full-time but... job too. Yeah. So as a family, as a whole, this creative mm-hmm. family that you guys have, how did you find the balance of uh, making time to add something on top of what you're doing to create the book? How did you find that balance? And then also, what what would you say to a mom that's listening and it's like, look at everything they're doing. Oh my goodness, this is so yeah. great. But oh, my husband isn't an illustrator. I, I feel like I'm, right. I'm drowning in dishes. Like, so how do you balance mm-hmm. it? And then what would you tell a mom who kind of wants to start something cool too, but they don't know how? So if you haven't heard, the mom secret journal is here. I am so excited to share this with you all. I've created this journal for you to fill with your project ideas, whether you're a writer, artist, entrepreneur, musician, or just a creative of any kind. If you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee that this journal is for you. With over 100 blank pages to plan your dreams, here's a space for your creativity to take flight. Go to momsucreate.com slash journal for more information. Available now on Amazon. Yeah. So as a family, I think it was, um, it was a challenge, right? Because even though I'm very fortunate that I have like an in-house illustrator, literally in my house, right? (laughs) Um, There were times that we entertained, yeah, there were times we entertained hiring someone because it was difficult for him to come home after his full-time job and then okay, can you get in a creative space for me, please? And go draw something like that. You know, I'm not an artist in that way. I'm more, I'd say, of a creative, right? So I don't even understand what that's like. And I can totally imagine, like, you can't just turn that on. You have to be inspired. You have to have, you have to be in the right mental space. So that was a challenge for a long time. I think that's what prolonged a lot of it, too, was kind of just that game of waiting. Yeah. Till he kind of got in that space then once he was in that space we had to be very diligent so we we like to be social we like you know we have our friends we have family we like to hang out with we have all these things we like to do we have kids involved in things but what we decided at a certain point once summer was over we were like we have to say no Mm -hmm. every time we can't go to every party we can't go to every invitation if our weekends are 
sacred to us. If we want to finish this, if we want to complete this and accomplish this, we have to say no. So we literally said after, I think it was like after my son's birthday, we were like, that's it. We have to finish this book. Cause it was like, you know, he'd, he would do a couple illustrations here and there. And then we'd sit for a while. There'd be a lull. Cause we were busy. We were mm-hmm. out all weekend and summers were busy. And, and then we did that. And that really, um, that really helped. We just, someone would call hey we're gonna do this and I'd say I'm so sorry we really have to finish our book like we just we have to we can't and the calendar was empty every weekend was empty and we used the weekends to sit I mean even if it was 10 hours that we'd have to sit there and he'd have to sit on you know the iPad and sketch everything out and I would have to take Gianna to go do something so we could give him privacy or he'd go to the library after work and I'd stay here with her you know we'd find a balance like that. Um, but I've, I've learned a lot over time that every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else and being very intentional about that. And remembering that the minute I put something on the calendar, I just said no to us finishing this book. So we had to stop doing that. And that once we made that change, there was a huge shift. And that's Um, for anybody listening to apply to your life, to all different aspects, everyday life. Everyday mm-hmm. life, whether it's your creative or, or, or something else, you don't always be a people yeah. pleaser or think, you know, oh, I can't say no to them or that would be a lot of fun. Well, right. check your priority list. What do you want to get? What do you want to get done first? What do you want to happen in your life first? And then go from there. And you've, you've figured Absolutely. it out. That's, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. So that, and then as a mom, same thing, you know, just reminding myself every day what my true intentions are, what I want to do, what I want to accomplish, just making the time to do it. It's just like anyone else's, right? You really make time for the things you really want or the people you want to spend time with, you know, all of those things, they really do apply. So it's just a balance. If you have a good partner at home, thankfully I do. It's easy for us to, it's not easy, but Mm -hmm. the communication is there where we could say, okay, I really have to focus on this today. So I need you to do X, Y, Z with Gianna or I'll do that now. So you can do that. And it's not easy because we're not always in the mood to do the other thing that the other person needs us to do. Um, But I feel like as women, we, and I, I'm guilty of this. I still do it. We put everything and everyone else first and then we're last and what we want to do is last. Mm -hmm. So I've just tried to take or make the most out of my time. So now that my daughter's at an age where she's at school all day, uh, I still have a full-time job. So I try to make sure that my mornings before I even start my work day at home, I'm doing something for myself or the business. And time blocking has been a real huge help for me. If I put it on the calendar that at this time for that hour, I'm going to do Maldina work, then that's what I'm going to do. And so time blocking has helped. My morning pages, like I said, writing three pages every morning to clear my mind before I start the day, it keeps me, it keeps me grounded. It keeps me from letting other people's agendas interrupt my day. And it keeps me a little bit more intentional about what I'm doing. So those things have really helped me. And I feel like if it's something you want to do, you'll make the time for it. Whether we're moms, whether we're working full time, whether we're just stay at home moms, like that's a full time job in itself. But if you really, really want to do it, if you really want to write that book, you really want that story told, you will find the time. If it's getting up an hour earlier, if it's staying up an hour later, whatever it is, or making a new schedule with your family at home, 
it's just communication, letting everybody know, including your friends, the people closest to you, that this is what you want to do. And that's why you have to say no to certain things or that's why you need their help. That helps too. We just can't always do it all ourselves. We do have to ask for help every now and then. Such mm-hmm. valuable, valuable advice. Thank you so much, Monique, yes. for saying. Well, thank you, Kelly. I've had such a great time talking to you today. I, I feel inspired in multiple different ways of all my creative life. Good. Um, so everyone, first of all, go buy her book called The Looking List. Yes. This is so neat. It's so cool that you took something you're passionate about and turned it into a book to teach children about it too, about what your, how how your brain works basically and how how you like to have things and how it can help kids with their Mm -hmm. brain and how they go about their day too. So totally. So so the looking list and then tell everybody where they can find you online and get connected with you. Yes. So they can visit our website at maldinapublishing.com. Maldina is M-A-L-D-I-N-A. And they can also follow us on Instagram at Maldina Publishing is our handle. And yes, check out our book, The Looking List. It's a great story. It's a parenting hack, I believe, for teaching a great life skill. And I think that everyone will enjoy it. That's awesome. I will have everything listed in the show notes. So you can go there and just click to go to her website and social media and everything. Oh, and one more question. Do you have another book on the horizon coming out? So I have several that I've written that are still like in draft form, um, but my husband and I are working on a short story that oh, nice. we want to release this month because it is literacy month. So it's a little project that we've been working on, just a little something in the interim to share. Uh, it's kind of a funny one. So I'm excited about that. So I do oh, have to get nice. on finishing that. Thanks for the yeah. reminder. <laughs> <laughs> so keep a lookout for that. Oh, exciting. I will keep my eye out for that. Woohoo. Cool. Well, thank you, Monique, for talking to me today. It was such a pleasure. It's such so an honor you. talking to you. Thanks for sharing all your advice and all your wisdom and all the value that you gave us today. Thank you for all that. Great. Thanks for your time. It was wonderful. Don't forget that this Thursday, March 16th, is our March book club reading for Irish Coffee Murder. Go to momsforgreat.com for all the details and to join our group. I hope to see you Thursday. And if not, I hope to see you in, it was next month, April. I hope to see you in April for our next book club meeting. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you next week.